This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, May 11th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Biden announcing new crop incentives. Stiff competition for climate funding. And Biden pressed on trade. Fertilizer funding to double. President Biden is announcing new measures today to address food price increases and the war in Ukraine. The measures include doubling the amount of funding for domestic fertilizer production to $500 million and increasing technical assistance for adoption of precision agriculture methods. USDA also will start ensuring double cropping in 681 more counties, bringing the total eligible counties to 1,935. President Biden is visiting an Illinois farm today, drawing attention to the impact the war is having on global food supplies. Keep in mind, Tuesday night, the House approved a $40 billion aid package for the Ukraine war that omits key agricultural provisions the president had sought. Lawmakers rejected proposals the White House made to increase marketing loan rates, pay farmers to double crop soybeans and wheat. A third idea floated by House Ag Democrats to encourage cropping of prevented planted acres also failed to get enough support to make it in the spending bill. For more on what's in the bill, read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also have a report on how Ukraine farmers are responding during wartime, and we look at enforcement of federal wage regulations and the EPA's future approach to setting biofuel usage targets. Climate smart funding demand exceeds budget. USDA has received more than 450 applications for funding under the $1 billion Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities Program. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee the applications are seeking a total of $3 billion to $4 billion. He said the applications cover all 50 states. USDA still taking applications for smaller-scale projects. Vilsack eyes June for disaster aid. Secretary Vilsack said USDA's gearing up to take applications for crop disaster aid and that payments are expected to go out next month. Vilsack told the senators that the department is using data from crop insurance and the non-insured crop disaster assistance program to automatically fill in most of the information that's needed on a farmer application form for the WHIP Plus program. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Bill Sack, more research needed on PFAS impact. 
Vilsack says the government needs to determine the extent of which PFAS chemicals are contaminating farms and threatening the safety of food. We're working with EPA to try to establish a national standard on what is an acceptable level or not of PFAS, Vilsack told Senator Susan Collins, the main Republican, during the appropriations hearing. And the reason for this is so that we can basically help to define the level of assistance and help that's required. Vilsack said PFAS contamination is pervasive because basically sludge was used to fertilize farm fields for many, many, many years without an understanding and appreciation of the challenge. By the way, Maine farmers struggling with PFAS contamination will be getting some help from the fundraising effort led by a restaurant, Maine Farmland Trust, and the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. The $1 million fund will help to pay for initial PFAS testing on farms, mental health resources, and also provide short-term income replacement for farms that the state's agriculture department has identified as having high test results. GOP senators pressure Biden administration for new trade packs. The Biden administration has made no move so far to begin negotiating any new trade agreements, prompting 24 Republican senators to express their frustrations in a new letter to Secretary Vilsack and U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai. The lack of ambitious market-opening initiatives not only disadvantages U.S. workers, farmers, ranchers, and businesses today, it jeopardizes America's competitiveness, resilience, and security in the long run, the senators wrote in the letter. America cannot afford to sit on the sidelines and trade, opening new markets for customers, reduced barriers for business, and enforcing robust trade agreements are cornerstones of our national prosperity. The senators stress in the letter that the Biden administration could do a great deal to increase international trade by adding market access provisions to its wide-ranging Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, or IPF. The failure to include such commitments puts American exporters, including agriculture producers, at a competitive disadvantage in the global market, the senators say in the letter. It also signals to the world that the United States is not committed to fully engaging commercially or strategically in the region. Ukraine seeks Western help to retake stolen grain. The Russian military has stolen about $125 million worth of Ukrainian grain in territories held by invading forces, according to the Ukrainian Agriculture Ministry. Much of that stolen grain is being exported after it was sent to the Russian port of Sevastopol, and the Ukrainian government is asking Western nations to help reacquire it. Government and ag industry officials in Ukraine tell Agripulse that one ship full of pilfered Ukrainian wheat was shipped to Egypt, but authorities there rejected it after being alerted to the situation. It's unclear where that ship went next. Spokespersons for the Egyptian government did not return calls for comment. USDA study, diet could fight antibiotic resistance. 
USDA scientists are reporting that people who eat a diet high in soluble fiber have fewer antibiotic-resistant bacteria in their guts where microbial resistance in humans is largely based. Soluble fiber comes from sources such as barley and oats, legumes like beans, lentils and peas, seeds and nuts, and fruits and vegetables such as carrots, berries, artichokes, broccoli, and winter squash. The results lead directly to the idea that modifying the diet has the potential to be a new weapon in the fight against antimicrobial resistance. And we're not talking about eating some exotic diet either, but a diverse diet, adequate in fiber, that some Americans already eat, said Danielle LeMay with the Agriculture Research Service's Western Human Nutrition Research Center in Davis, California. Some 290 healthy adults took part of the study. Here's today's She Said It. My concern about fire in the last 10 years has just gone straight up. I see these fires, and I see what can happen. That Senator Dianne Feinstein, the California Democrat, questioning Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack about funding for wildfire issues. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, May 11th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.